This is all I needed. Oh, um, hello, everyone. Yes, yeah, bit of a bad start today, unfortunately. Uh, you see... Did you realise, sir, that you were exceeding the speed limit? Were we really? Gosh, what an exciting, if somewhat implausible, development. Considering we're only driving a moon buggy. Well, you will be reported for the question to be considered of prosecuting you for exceeding the speed limit. Uh-huh. Uh, don't worry, Marina, I know exactly how to get out of this. It never fails. You're not obliged to say anything unless you wish to do so, but what you say may be put into writing and used in evidence. Quite so, quite so. Well, perhaps if I could request the kindly bold for you to press the button on the remarkably randy most for our listeners this day. I, uh, I didn't quite catch that, sir. Well, look out. Now, there's the redly butto just betwixt the corn load. Uh, does your eye load see the butto up there? I see. Goody good. Well, poppy your fingy on the butto there. And in a tickly-boop, we get a print-em-out with an epily-load title-most on. Be it deep joy or folly, folly, may miserum. Right. Aha! And today's a day of deeply deep joy and a setly sail voyage aboard the Stingy Ray. Uh, I mean, Stingray. Well, that's good. We've not seen Stingray come up on the randomizer for quite a while now. And uh, your destination, sir? Well, I'm very glad you asked, actually. We're taking a trip up the Nile in search of the Tajmanan. Uh, don't worry, Marina, that one is a real word. What are you looking at me like that for? So here's another series that we haven't seen on the randomizer for... Ooh, a good six months? Has it been on this year? I think the last one was Subterranean Sea, which I think was around December, January time. So this is our fourth Stingray randomizer, I want to say fourth. And um, this is the latest... The, the furthest along we've been in the series so far. Um, Anything can happen in the next half hour. I think this is episode, is it 28, 29-ish? And this was an episode that uh, I'd never seen until the DVDs came out, actually, I don't think. Actually, I could be wrong. Um, you know what, I think I am wrong, actually. You'll be learning a lot today on The Randomizer, hosted by the person who uh, doesn't actually know what he's talking about. We're only one minute in and I'm already messing it up. Oh, well. Now, the reason I, I thought maybe I hadn't seen this one until the DVDs came out was because the first time I saw Stingray was on BBC Two, Friday nights at six o'clock through uh, 1992, three-ish. And I remember they finished in that slot with Titan Goes Pop. That was the last one they showed. And this, I think, is probably like the episode before. And that, ladies and gentlemen... Is what the Taj Manon looked like nearly 40 years ago. So either I saw it and forgot all about it, or I just hundreds and hundreds of slaves. That's right, Lieutenant Shore. Your knowledge surprises me. You being a woman and all, this is Stingray, remember? of the Taj So we have here Professor. Um, uh, and the World Development Council. Professor Professor David Graham. Damn the river you see running through. He's built a nice little model of a, uh, a sunken temple. Is the dam? That's the dam. I'd like you to see a film of the first survey. Yeah, this is all very interesting, but you do know there are hostile underwater aliens that might come and nuke us at any moment. The model, uh, check. Surely the the, the commander of Marineville has better things to do oh, than look at. Uh, now here's the flooded area. Somebody's the home Taj Manal is submerged here. There's the uh, temple model underwater. And of course, it's not really underwater. We've just um, put a fish tank in front of it. Uh, Professor, isn't that the sheik whose family claimed they own the Taj Manal? Yeah, Abdul El Hamra. This, this is, is a f- um, clip of 
The professor and the sheik shaking hands for what seems like an eternity. They're just standing there for about 20 seconds, shaking, shaking, shaking. taken just two months ago. Very, very awkward moment for the professor, it must have been. Guarantee it'll also give you a shark. Now, watch closely. Oh, no, sorry, that's the wrong film. It's gone. The Tajmanon has vanished. I suppose that's an effective hook, but it's um, Troy, this is how Stingray figures. far more Denver, interesting to actually have our characters out there finding the out these things for real rather than you, sitting around watching old films. There's the title. She's in as good a shape as she'll ever be. All set for dawn tomorrow. Phone sounds actually surprised by that. She seems to know more about the Tajman. It's also very grubby. Well, she's going to ask the commander. She told me that. With Marina on leave, we could do with the help. Marina's on leave? Oh, no Marina this week. Which seemed to be a, a, a common theme in later episodes of Stingray. She was just either not around or hardly had anything to do. I wonder where she went on leave. Did she go back to see her father or is she um, on a world tour? Well, we're kind of short-staffed right now, Atlanta. But taking it by and large, I guess we can spare you. Oh, Father. Oh, I do love the, uh... Sorry about the teasing. And my... The relationship between Shaw and Atlanta. All forgiven, Father. Now, why don't it's the father and daughter thing, but it also it is a commanding officer and a, and a subordinate. They are working together, and there is that moment of he... In the, in the control tower where he's snapping at her, but equally at home, he's, he's very warm and tender to her. That's a lovely scene. Um, I'm not quite sure why Troy phones felt that they needed to hide in the Shaw's house while um, Atlanta cooked a nice steak dinner for, for the commander. It's slightly weird. Oh, this is lovely. Just put the, the little sort of um, Egyptian-y sounding music on here. Nice little uh, tent on um, Stingray's hull. Hey, this is great. Pyramids. I should go and relieve phone so he can take a look. Watch out for uh, lost tribes hiding underneath the pyramids. Sure do. Go ahead. No, such a thing would never happen. I really love... Obviously, I love the design of Stingray. Everyone loves the design of Stingray. But I think this this shot of Stingray cruising down the Nile with the um, sort of, I don't know, table and chairs set up for Atlanta and the Professor, I think this is the largest Stingray model. It and it's just beautiful up close. Manam Dam. That's why I really hope we get Stingray on Blu-ray sooner rather than later, because there are some lovely images in this show, and it would be wonderful to see them as they really should have been seen. And considering this is our, I think, fourth episode of Stingray on the Randomizer, this is the second time now where we've had Stingray having to be transported over land. And... I get that, obviously, in real life, you know, a submarine can't go everywhere. But, um, it does slow the story down a bit. That do you? Yeah, thanks for the lift. To have it hoisted out of the water and dumped on a truck and then driven out somewhere. I suppose, really, there's no reason why we can't just chop all this entirely. Because aside from anything else, it just looks kind of weird seeing Stingray, this you know mighty sub, just being sort of dragged along like a useless piece of freight. Oh, and here's another crane ready to drop it back in the water. At least they didn't have as far to go as they did in um, 
Loch Ness Monster the last time this happened. It'd just been carried to the other side of the dam. We'll radio in our findings. I'll keep a full recording, Troy. And as much as this is not a favourite episode of mine, um, by any means, it's not the worst. I would say it's just sort of okay-ish. I do like that it's a nice change of pace. There's still some smaller buildings here, Troy. Because as, as I said, I think this is episode 28, 29-ish. And by this point we've had a lot of, here are two alien bad guys on their submarine blowing stuff up. Let's shoot them. That was very often... I suppose that's kind of the basic Stingray plot. Here are some naughty aliens and we're going to sort them out. Having a nice mystery like this um, stick of dynamite right here um, that's on the site where Troy and the Professor are investigating, it's a nice change of pace. And I think they they didn't overdo this, this sort of underwater expedition-y type story. I think they probably did just about the right number of, of stories like this. Oh, and big explosion at the uh, site of the missing temple. That should make the secret of the Taj Mahal safe with me forever. Troy is dead, said nobody out there ever. And this this shot of Marineville at night time, I kind of like, I, I, I think I kind of like it. It's just this very awkward moment. As the camera pushes through the model, it catches, on the bottom left of the frame, it catches a tree and clearly pushes the tree over. It's one of those things where once you've seen it, you're never going to not notice it. Um, I just think, oh, if they'd gone back and just moved that tree an inch to the left and redone the shot, but... We were very lucky if we hadn't moved out of that spot when we did. Well, I don't have to tell you what cars did. So the professor has escaped with Troy with uh, only a bump on the head. I'm having been blown up. Any damage or injury from the explosion, Lieutenant? Captain Tempest said everything was in great shape. Okay. And he was uh, as handsome as ever. Oh, stock footage of giraffes. Stock footage of hippos. Oh, I think this must be the same uh, reel of stock footage as they used at the start of um, Pit of Peril to create that jungle. And to be honest, I'm not convinced that it ever really works all that well. Sure is. But it's got its ugly side. Crocodiles. Or, or stuck footage of crocodiles, anyway. You on deck, Phones? Oh, give it a year, they'll be bringing in real live alligators, then you'll know all about it. But yeah, the stock footage, coupled with the um, slightly dodgy rear projection, back projection, I can never tell which is which, um on those shots of the puppets reacting to what they're seeing. I thought it would be noisier than this in the jungle, Professor. It kind of, makes it this a bit more artificial than maybe weird. it yeah, ideally should be. Very problem. Drums. <gasps> that proves we are being watched. Or it could just mean you're approaching Marineville and that's the sound of battle stations. They've just gone round in a great big circle. I think the tribe we're looking for is somewhere around here. Okay. Brilliant, we'll brilliant deduction. That the people shore. who were making the drum noises off. that you can hear might be near here. See, that's why he's a professor. And Troy and Phones look very casual in this episode with their, uh, what look like sort of safari suit variants of their wasp uniforms. Except they've still got their regular caps and boots on. Who's there? 
and Phones has been left on guard, all alone. Who, who's there? While the others catch him sleep. And he's wandered off by himself. I think we know where this is going. Okay, place your bets. Is he going to get out of this in one piece, return to Stingray? Is he going to fall down a great big hole? Is he going to be grabbed by some unseen evildoer? Is he going to plod along slowly? Slightly out of focus. Although this is a nice shot of the camera sneaking up behind him and then... He hears it, turns... <laughs> the camera just sort of rams into him and he falls over backwards. Bones. That, that's a shot I think no sign of him, Troy. works, yeah, but also doesn't work. Um, he seems to have disappeared. But I'll always give them points for trying in these shows, even when it doesn't quite come off, because that was that was very some very interesting direction there. Any circumstances, we'll go and have a look around for phones. I suppose also this episode is kind of unique in that, although it's not the only time Stingray is used as part of like an expedition or an investigation. Let's try down there. They never really get the chance to sneak around on land in, like, sinister, moody-looking jungles at night like they are here, because obviously it's Some a kind of house. show based around a submarine. No sign of life. So this is a nice change of pace. Come on. As quiet as you can. Well, this proves the professor's right. We found the tribe, or at least where one of them lives. Did you hear that? Yeah. Stay here. Stay all alone in the headhunter's hut. It's best. Also, having all these trees and foliage around is masking the fact that the um, the puppets walking is not terribly convincing, as it never was in the Stingray era, or probably indeed even in any of the Supermarination eras. But a nice bit of... Um, a nice clever bit of direction there where Atlanta has approached the doorway of the hut from the inside. Obviously she can't get under the doorway because of her strings. Cut to a shot of the forest, cut Troy? back to Atlanta, and she's now in front of the house. Where are you? Crouching as if she's just come out the door. Obviously that um that was probably not the best thing to do because she has now also been captured, leaving the professor. I'm sure Troy didn't mean I should stay here this long. All alone on Stingray. Troy? Bones! Atlantis? Boink? Hello? Ah! Now the professor has fallen into a great big hole. Welcome to the Taj Mahal. Unfortunately, your first sight of it will be your last. Ooh, they've woken up in a bed of, um... Well, it's one of those things, you know, they've woken up with a great big, um, concrete slab covered in spikes that's going to come down and crush them. To make sure it is destroyed, the destruction will be yours. A very clever chap to, um, knock out all three of, um, the wasp officers. Dragging them all back one by one, he must have made very quick trips. And this is a nice set of the interior of the, uh, the Taj Mahal Palace. Get me out of here, somebody! Please! Out of where? Hello! Hassan El Hamran! That is my name. Who are you? Professor Graham! Graham? As in David Graham? As in the guy who's doing both of our voices? Of course. 
you know, this is another moment, yet another moment of David Graham having a conversation with himself and doing a very credible job. Get me out of here. I'd love to know how many times that happened. It's got to be getting on for about 40 or 50 throughout the course of all these shows. Anyway, the Sheik, who had captured Troy and Phones and uh, Atlanta, and the Professor, has now realised that this is the same Professor who came and visited his father and uh, had a long, awkward handshake all those years ago. The palace is here. I got some undersea equipment, and together with an African tribe, every stone was brought here. And the palace was re- yeah, You just say you had uh, the help of an African tribe who we never see. We just see this one guy. Look! Oh, yeah, I can see how he'd missed the uh, great big temple right behind him. And he's also. Uh, the Sheik's son has also completely forgotten. Oh, yeah, I'm about to skewer three innocent people. Two men? And a young lady? Yeah, have you, uh, have you seen them? Seen them? I think I've killed them. Whoops. Oh, I love that bit. Because this is a good... Supposedly, this is a a good guy, but um, he's also quite prepared to skewer our heroes. Anyway, he's now charging back through the forest with Professor Graham. Again, we've got the um, the foliage sort of masking their, their feet. <laughs> Close-ups of them bouncing up and down. It's so sweet. And it is odd that um, the day is going to be saved not by our heroes, but by a guest character, because our heroes are just sort of tied up and about to be killed. Luckily, the uh, Sheik's son and the Professor, they got there just in time. And, um, oh, we're back to Marineville. Troy and Phones aren't apparently going to mention the, oh, by the way, you tied us up and tried to kill us, you idiot, thing. Now you've seen the film of my most recent survey, the Taj Mahal in its new setting. Well, I guess the mystery has been solved. Hey, look, there's Hazan. <laughs> hello, hello, everybody. Yes, I tried oh, to kill I you all. He wasn't such bad fella after all. He tried to kill you. You got to know him. Cute presents he gives too. If that mummy case is anything to go by, just another souvenir, Commander, from another wasp adventure. Okay, so he gave them the uh, he gave them the bed with the slab of nails in that was. The thing that almost killed them. Well, you can't say he doesn't have a sense of humour. Anyway, that was in search of the Tajmanon. Hmm. It's as I said, it's never been one of my favourites. It is a nice change of pace, and I think in production order, it probably comes at about the right time in the series. Uh, it does feel very different to episodes that aired around the same time or episodes that were made around the same time because the airing order on this was um, just chuck them all up in the air and whichever ones land first that's what we show first so a nice yeah a nice change of setting as well this uh, this jungle setting and the temple and such it, I think it, it's a worthwhile effort to get the series out of a rut I just, I don't really find it all that interesting, to be honest. I like that our guest character, Professor Graham, got to um, to save the day, but it does make the, the Stingray crew kind of kind of look a bit dopey. Um, 
So in search of the Taj Mahal, not one I'm willing to uh, go in search of again anytime soon, but it's okay.